of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back one and all to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, my co-hosts Brian and Philip. Uh, Nez couldn't be with us tonight, but that's okay because our our very first guest ever. Going back and and reloading, re-uploading all the shows, I realized Pedro was our very first guest ever. Man, what's up, Pedro? What's going on, man? I I did not know that, but I'm very happy to be here then and now. So um, yeah, let's get this thing on the road, man. Let's get started. Honored, honored to have you, man. What's up with K Fabulous? Well, we just recorded another show recently. We also took about a six, no, about possible about a three month hiatus. Um, I, I did get to go to WrestleMania, so we did record a show from from the event, after, right after the event. So um, that was our last big show, but we just came back. Now, for the people that don't know, K Fabulous Lucha Brothers is, is a wrestling podcast. We cover everything that has to do with wrestling. And we try our best not to be kind of like snobby about it or, or you know, right now, right now. And I'm about to lose Philip and Lance right now, but I know Brian's going to stay with me on this uh, <laughs> right right now. Uh, there, there's a big divide right now with the AEW fan base and the WWE fan base. And it's it's becoming very annoying to be go online and constantly see them comparing each other and saying, oh, we're doing this better, that better. And to me, like right now, wrestling's hot. Right now, there is a surge. Um, I think it's been going on for about a month or so uh, since since they were able to go back on the road and have audiences back in the arenas. And we had the return of John Cena that that really helped WWE tremendously. Um, before he came back, I mean, they were looking at maybe five thousand fans per you know per per arena. I, I mm-hmm. tend to say houses because I tend to be old school, but it's, well, I'll just say arenas for the general audience here. Um, and now, you know, when they when they announced him, I mean, these these arenas went up to 12,000. Some of them even sold out. So so they're they're hot right now. And of course, A.W., uh, you know, they have the the uh, the debuts of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, as he'll probably be called uh, coming up. And they have those, you know, guns waiting for them. So they're also a hot ticket right now. I mean, they put up they have they have something like I think like three or four shows in Chicago within a two week period and they're all sold out or just about sold out that's incredible mm-hmm. business i mean because so, you're sold oversatur- out in minutes yeah and you're oversaturating a market and <laughs> well that's what you're doing really i mean uh and, and because with wrestling and i'm sure with anything really um there's only so much that the audience is going to support if it's in the same location time and time again and okay. so, and so in this situation i mean you have uh, you know, three shows in in late August, I believe, early September, and then one show in mid August, which is the latest one they just put on sale, and they're all sold out just on the idea that we're gonna have these two very popular wrestlers. Uh, uh-huh. they they haven't even said they're gonna be there, but they, they they told us in every other way, but verbally that they're gonna be there, so everybody's expecting them there. So 
it's it's give it's giving the surge of popularity to the wrestling business right now. And my whole thing was like, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy the fact that wrestling is hot rather than just be very divisive, you know, mm-hmm. and elitist when it comes to like, oh, I'm I'm team AW, I'm team WWE. And, 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 you know, and, and go that route where it, it becomes very cynical, you know, because. Oh, yeah. Because AEW fans are, are rooting for WWE to fail and WWE fans are rooting for AEW to fail. And at the end of the day, nobody wins if that happens. So I'm just enjoying the ride. Where, you know, it's it's popular right now. It's hot. And I mean, it's, it's not like the Monday Night Wars hot, which was like the 20 years ago with WCW. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty hot right now. So that's what we're talking about over at KLB. And we are on iTunes. So if people want to check us out, okay, Fabulous Lucha Brothers on iTunes. And we'll try to get a steady schedule going at least once a month because me and my co-hosts are, like, very busy. But, yeah, it was fun. It was. I usually get, like, totally drunk with these shows. And we usually get very on PC, as you guys tend to do as well, by the way, which is why I love you guys. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but the fan base knows that. So they either accept it or, you know, go, mm-hmm. go look for another podcast. That's fine. I won't take it personal. Um, very so good. That's where, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. But I, but again, my second home is here with the horror return. Man, I love being here. And, Thank you. And, and I love the fact that you know I was the first guest, and here I am today. And even with you guys, like to use the wrestling term, I'm about to put you guys over strong right now. Um, you know, I feel like you guys have because I, I I've been binging your shows. You know, no pun intended. Uh, I've been uh, you know, listen, I've listened to maybe like five in a row. I've been trying to catch up. And, man, you guys really developed a great chemistry. I mean, I really believe that, you know, you guys were always great, but I think you guys are doing your best work, like, right now. Like, right now, you guys wow. have, have found your rhythm. There, there, There is this nice little synergy between all you three, and then when Nez is in there or when you guys have somebody else. And, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's been great. I've, I've had a lot of fun listening to you guys. Wow. That, that means a lot, man. Yeah, thank you. It's all yeah. downhill from here now. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> hey, but... We've hit the peak. Let's go out with a fucking bang. No, fuck that. You guys are growing. I could feel it. You guys are, you guys are growing as a podcast, and that's good. Well, well I no, hey, I noticed the wrestling returns has come back, Brian. So you, you two, y- y'all got to do a mini wrestling returns uh, uh, here within the show, right? Yeah, we reviewed uh, Money in the Bank, which was, what are we, like two, three weeks late with that one, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it it was what it was. I, I the just, second I half just, I thought was really good. The second yeah. half was really good. I thought the, the the crowd really made a difference for me. Uh, yeah. it, it it just felt like a different show with the crowd there. So hopefully we get the wrestling returns on a on a schedule. And uh, of course gonna have, gonna have Pedro join us. Got to have him on on the wrestling returns. Cool. I'll, I'll be happy to be there. Um, Let's see. Uh, I think Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career. He's never been as good as he's been right now. Um, I think uh, AEW has got. Oh, there is something. There is a, a, a dark side with 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 all these new additions to AEW, in that the guys that they were preparing for the future, they're asked out because now they got to take a back seat, and that's kind of fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. Because they, they have this wrestler called Adam Page, who who's, who was getting over with the fans. He was getting popular. And, and people were ready for this guy to go to the next level. And now when you bring in guys like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan into the mix, well, the money's with them now because they bring all the hype, right? Former WWE stars, former top guys. So now it's mm-hmm. like well, we, we got we to gotta put this Adam Page in the back of the line. And that's, kind of, that, that's the kind of drawback of bringing in these big money players that now mm-hmm. they're going to take the spotlight. 
and these other guys are going to go to the back that were there already in the doorstep of superstardom. But hopefully, if they, if they play their cards right, um, you know, Cage would just have to wait a little while longer and then get his chance. But it's still kind of messed up that he's got to kind of take a back seat now to these other guys. But the real money's with the with the superstars, and then everybody makes money with that. So everybody should be happy right now. Agreed. Yeah, and there's uh, more people getting released by WWE. Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt and then Rick, uh, Rick Flair today. Yeah, well, he asked for what? it. I understand. Yeah, he asked for his release, from what I so understand. He's on the other team now, or what? Well, we don't know that. Yeah. You know, you, you know what's interesting is that there was a theory going around that Vince McMahon was trying to play the Cold War angle with, uh, with Tony <laughs> Khan, who owns AEW, because he's releasing all these guys, and I think Vince wants this other guy to just run out of money. It, like, eventually, he's going to sign all these guys to big money, and then he's just going to run out of money, and that's how he's going <laughs> to win this war, you know, without firing a shot. And so it, it might well, be Vince McMahon is a smart dude. Yeah, because every guy he releases, the, the competition has been picking him up and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, they don't come cheap. And eventually, gonna be like, <laughs> how many guys are you going to pick up before you got to start drawing some money, which you haven't done yet? You know, uh, so. So, yeah, that's interesting. But the only thing with this guy, Bray Wyatt, is that his character, which is actually a cool character, is very horror adjacent kind of character. OK, uh, he his entire gimmick is WWE based. So it's like, yeah, you will get the guy to go over to AEW. The guy's name is Wyndham Rotunda. Um, but he can't take the gimmick with him because WWE owns that. That's what separates him from all okay. the other guys who are more being brought in more because of their athletic ability and their, and their value as far as cutting interviews or whatnot. So much like the undertaker, I know you guys know the undertaker, like, the Undertaker can't go anywhere because he can't be the Undertaker outside WWE because they own the name and the and the, and the marketing rights to that gimmick, that character. Uh, Vince so, McMahon came up with it. Yeah, so so in essence, uh, Mark Calloway, which is the Undertaker's real name, he was kind of stuck there uh, for years because what 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 are you gonna do with Mark Calloway? Well, the money's with the Undertaker, but the Undertaker is owned by WWE, and same mm-hmm. thing with the Bray Wyatt character, but. I think he's one of those guys that they're going to bring back. You know, they're going to eventually just let him kind of cool down, maybe offer him another contract with a, with a, some less zeros in it, unfortunately. And if he takes right. it, he takes it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, you know. So we'll see what happens. See, man, I, you may lose me a little bit because I don't know a lot of the new wrestling stuff, but I think I'm familiar enough with it to understand where you're going with it. And yeah. you have the most in-depth perspective on wrestling. That I've ever fucking heard. It's crazy. Like, you're using terms that I've never heard of. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I'm learning the lingo here. <laughs> it's yeah, fun to listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a lot of insider lingo that has to do with wrestling that I just yeah. get confused. And I have to remember that this is a different audience. And, you know, I have to kind of use use uh, general audience terminology. So, yeah, but it's but fun yeah. to get those little nuggets. The little nuggets of wisdom, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrestling I was excited when you were coming on here, man. <laughs> all right dude you know how it works pedro uh we always started out with cool of the week and you're our guest all right so um oh, there's a couple of things i've been doing first of all i discovered this cool new show on netflix called heist now there's heist a, yes. is it spanish or something no no that's another. i was gonna say there's a thousand different ips that are called heist unfortunately it's a very generic name right 
But uh, this is cool. This is uh, three documentaries uh, shot like 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 three individual films, but they made them into into a television series. Oh. And essentially, they're 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 um they're just pretty much real life stories of heist that 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 people have done throughout throughout you know the, the United States over the last 20, 30 years. And oh. it's like the old adage, man. Uh, you know, the the truth is stranger than fiction. Some of these stories are incredible, and you look at these heists because what they do is. They bring back the original thieves, like the thieves are interviewed, like a documentary, and then they do reenactments. Oh, so, I have heard about this. Oh, uh, so I, I love documentaries. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. So, awesome. So, so there's three documentaries. Like I said, they break it down into six episodes. And some of these stories, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but they're just incredible and amazing. Mm-hmm. And just, see, just seeing the perspective of the people that pulled them off is, is, is what, what makes it more incredible. And of course, there's so there's like a lot of tragedy in there and some sadness because yeah. I, I think the over without spoiling anything, I think the overall theme that I got from watching these three episodes was like, yeah, you have you have you pull off this great heist and you have all this money, millions of dollars sometimes, but then look at what it cost you. You know, for a lot of people, it cost them their family, it cost them their peace of mind. It co- there, there's there's such a big price to pay for doing what you did. And that's the big lesson that I took, that when, when, when people were planning planning this, they were not thinking about the price they were going to pay, aside from trying, aside from not going to prison. There was mm-hmm. other prices to pay by pulling this off. And that's, and that's the thing that I came up with. So, so it, there's a lot of drama in it, too, as well. And, it, yeah, it's very interesting. So if you guys want to check it out, it's called Heist, and it's on Netflix. And, again, there's about a thousand different shows that are called Heist. So just go for the documentary section. And it's a television show, so it's in there. Um, uh, another thing that I watched was Woodstock '99 document. Did you guys get to catch that one? Nice. No, okay. I heard it was a it was a shit show, right? Yeah. Well, well, the actual Woodstock was a shit. The documentary is not too bad, but the actual Woodstock '99 was a shit show. And man, that they draw parallels to the original one, and there, there's a lot of things that that you start to understand that are like media manipulations. For example, like. Sure. We're all thinking about Woodstock from like '69. How it was this love piece, and everybody was together and in harmony. And yeah. you see all you see all the clips online. But uh-huh. then there's people that come out and say, "Man, people were getting raped left and right, right there, just as much." And you had bikers oh oh. fucking everything up and people stealing shit. But oh, nobody ever wow. promoted that. Nobody ever yeah. promoted that side of Woodstock '69. So the mm-hmm. promoters of the uh, of Woodstock '69, they. They they, they they fell for the glamour of, of the of the of the promotion of what it was, which was peace, love. So they never learned anything from the experience because they felt like, well, look, everybody's having a good time and people are loving each other and this, that or the other thing. So, they, <laughs> so, so then you take it to Woodstock 99. Uh-huh. No, 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 it's OK. They're just loving each other. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, yes, you're right. So, so not consensually. <laughs> So then you go over to 99, where it's like we're, we're in a more of a materialistic era, right? And in 1999, okay. you had the, the the boy band era, you had the uh, the oh, new metal right. era with like Corn and Limb Biscuit and all that stuff. Ugh, so you yeah. had a lot of angry Midwestern kids that were ready to just rebel yeah. for no reason. Well, you and they threw in like Limp Biscuit and Metallica and Rage Against right. Machine all back to back. Yeah, and and then, and, then, and then in between that, they just like booked Alanis Morissette for like no reason. Like you right. have all this anger, yeah. you have all Very these bands that are just angry and promoting this like like 
early adulthood angst, you know, and I want to beat the world up and I want to be mean. And then you, you got to like make Lannis the women Morris. mad, too. <laughs> Lannis Morissette. She's the, the female angst. <laughs> but yeah, but the, but the documentary... The documentary is very much a feminist documentary and it's kind of like like very liberal and it's telling us how like the angry white man was was, was promoted that day and how this was for them right. and they destroyed all the property. So but, it's a very angry it, documentary. Was it uh, legit though? Was it legit? Was it backed up with facts or were they just Yeah, yeah well they interviewed a lot oh, of Oh yeah, people. it was a shit show. They interviewed a lot of people and what it okay. was was that there was no connection to try to bring harmony to Woodstock 99. It was literally about cashing in yeah. on just this big festival with the idea that you were going to see something special. But it had no heart to it. It was, it was very materialistic and superficial. And so they went in there and they were selling like water for like $4 a bottle, you know? And it's like, there's, <laughs> so, there's like no water to be anywhere, you know? It's like things you, have stuck around, unfortunately. Since they then. had a scene, so they had the porta potties and they filled up after like the first few hours and so then the, the, the these uh these corn-fed white boys from the midwest they're just like swimming in shit their shit bro like they're just kicking and they think it's uh, mud but it's shit so so, so, they're, so they're thinking they're going around they're thinking they're going around you know like i said going the, the hippie era Uh-oh. right from 69 yeah. yeah we're swimming in this mud and this and that and we're butt-ass naked but no you're in shit buddy and that's shit it that you have all funny. over your buddy <laughs> <laughs> Philip, you and I thought we had trouble at Rocklahoma that year when the tornadoes came through, remember? Right. Yeah, man. No, and like, and I've been to some metal festivals before, and so I want to say, you know, wow, well, you know, they put a bunch of aggressive music in there and piss people off, and what do you think is going to happen? But I've been to a lot of metal festivals that were actually super chill. And, uh, but yeah, and this one, like you were saying, $4 a bottle for water, and... Scarcity, and they just didn't plan it very well, and so people were just already pissed off about the experience. It was like that. Uh, what was that resort thing that? God damn it! One of the rappers did. On oh, Firefest, Firefest, yeah. Firefest. But yeah, it was like yeah. Firefest, right? Yeah, it was. It was like that. People show up expecting some really kick-ass experience, and that's not what it is. And so they were mad. Yeah, and so, then so the aggressive music on top of that. <laughs> right, right. So so pretty much by, by day two and a half, you had like the Lord of the Fly scenario where just yeah. everybody just goes through their primal <laughs> instincts and just sets the whole thing on fire. Literally the stages are on fire, everything's on fire. A couple people were set on fire, literally everything went to hell. And that was the story of without going to more mm-hmm. sports, because it's worth watching. That was the All story right. of Stock ninety nine. And they actually have the promoter on there. And he's okay. making excuses left and right. He's like, no, everybody has a good <laughs> time. Trying to cover his you know, ass. It was a rite of passage for a lot of young men. And I'm like, they're showing the footage of people getting beat up. You only yeah. need a rite of passage. But anyways. <laughs> um, so Depends that was on where you live, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, lastly, because we have this, uh, the, Spider, the Spider-Man movie coming out with, uh, with all the three Spider-Mans, right? Um, from, 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 the mo- from the movies. Are they, are they all going to show up? Well, that's a scuttlebutt. Who knows? I mean, okay. I'm just going with that idea. All right. Spider-Man I Mi- or Spider-Man? I hope Miles is in there, too, then. Uh, I don't put him in there. Uh, that'd be actually, cool, though. That would actually make it good. <laughs> yeah. So I went back and I revisited the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm also going to yeah, revisit the other that, uh, Andrew Garfield one, well. too, later on. Um, okay. But I gotta say, man, Spider-Man Two still holds up. 
That's a great yeah. fucking movie, man. I mean, the way it's paced, the way it's edited, just everything about it. And okay. I forgot how how like like yuck yuck it was because Sam Raimi's a huge Three Stooges fan, and he, yeah, he he was still able to kind of balance that that ground groundness that it had with that comedy. It was great, man. And I love that whole part with Doc Ock kind of like when he's getting operated and he has that little tribute to Evil Dead with that POV shot of the of the what do you call it? The the claws or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that shit's great. And just the whole the whole story from beginning to end is still awesome. It still holds up. Still one of the if, if anybody remembers this far back to so 2004, I believe, still one of the best teasers of all time when they're in the cafe and you just see the car coming in the taxi and going through the window. And then you see Doc Cock for the first time. That's like the first teaser they have of that movie before the internet really hit its peak like it is now. So a lot of people were still shocked to see that in the theaters for the first time. And yeah, man, that movie's still great. And I had a great Damn. time watching it. Now, Spider-Man 3 sucks, but yeah. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> get Emo Spider-Man's yeah. a little much. <laughs> yeah. You brought a lot to the... You brought a lot to the table, man. What? So what? What wins? What's the cool of the week? Spider-Man Two. Yes. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, that's what wins. All right. Well, I'll, I'll jump in because mine's always quick and shitty anyway. Um, <laughs> Space so, Jam again? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so I've, I've, I'm back into my like. I, I had like an ancient aliens marathon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I was watching a lot of that stuff because I've been reading a book by uh, Graham Hancock. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's a I I don't know what he is. He's definitely an author. <laughs> okay. He may not be an Egyptologist or whatever, but uh, he he uh, he talks about ancient civilizations that could have existed during the last ice age, and oh. Huh sort of answers a lot of the unknown mysteries about the pyramids and Atlantis and stuff like that. So it's, it's fun. I don't know how real it is, but it's, it's fun to listen to. (laughs) Nice. Anything else? I think that's about it, man. I'm just going down the paranormal path right now. Brian, you got a, you got a list or what? I got like three or four. Let's do it. Uh, okay, I'll start with my meh of the week. <laughs> and that was uh, Masquerade, home invasion movie starring Bella Thorne. Is that her oh, name? Oh, it can't be that bad then. Bella Thorne, the one from... Well, it, well, it, it is bad, and I got something to say about that. <laughs> okay. It is nothing new when it comes to home invasion uh, little thrillers and... They tried to do a twisty turny at the end that you 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 saw coming, and it, it is nothing nothing special about it. They they try to cast her not as the the victim, but as part of the people invading, and it's it's not good. Mm. Pedro, no, it's, it's, I was bored of tears with that movie, man. Because <laughs> first of all, it was it was only like an hour and eighteen minutes, but you could tell, and they, it just kept going. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have a story to warrant an hour and 18 minutes, uh, so they, they, they would linger on these scenes for, like, what seemed on minutes on end, because there was this scene, a couple scenes, actually, of this, mm-hmm. of this girl in an attic, where it would just linger on her just crouching and being scared and crying for, like, forever. And I'm like, get on to the next scene already. It's just there on and on <laughs> and on. And, and again, it, you could tell it had no budget, and they did one of those things where they, they threw... 
a few bucks at Bella Thorne. She's in the beginning and she's kind of in the end, but she kind of vanishes in the middle. You know, okay. she's part of the twisty tourney. And then <laughs> um, and then they try to get clever. They do that whole salt thing where, they, you know, they flash back to all those scenes that were supposed to connect at the end. But it's just so stupid by that point because none of this shit worth, was worth my time. And that's one hour and 18 minutes I'll never get back in the rest of oh, my life. Oh, no. That's oh, fun. what a shame. What a hard, shame. To have, hard to have too many twists in a home invasion movie, but all right. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, an hour and 18 minutes, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they tried. And they fucking missed on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, next one's a Netflix movie, uh, Blood Red Sky. Oh, Vampire oh, oh. on a plane with uh, that terrorists. Looks interesting. That looks interesting. If it's, it, if it's not Eddie Murphy, I'm out. <laughs> no, nah, it, it it was decent. Uh, it had some good practical effects, uh, some good makeup makeup effects on the vampire. Um, uh-huh. Kind of just, I don't want to give away the story, but yeah, you got you got a terrorist trying to take over a plane, and there there's a vampire on there, and okay. things kind of just go from there. Sounds promising. It, it, it is I a little hope- bit long. It, it does kind of drag in a few places. But- I hope to God that somebody at some point in that movie. Said I'm tired of these goddamn vampires on this goddamn plane. <laughs> it it would have upped it to cool of the week if it. Only one actor could have pulled that off. Yeah, he's he's busy. Motherfucking, yeah. my bad. Oh shit, <laughs> I totally fucked up the line. Damn it. <laughs> We're at the and and my next two are a couple of uh, Shutter releases. Uh, the first one is called uh, Candisha, and it's uh, I believe it's set in Morocco, and the story is. How do you yeah, spell that? Uh, K-A-N-D-I-S-H-A, I believe. Ah, okay, I just found it. Uh, so should I check this out tonight? Yeah, it's uh, it's set in Morocco. Um, this uh, this chick, she she she's about to get assaulted by this guy, and then uh, she kind of, I'm kind of skipping parts here. She ends up summoning like a spirit, a vengeful spirit that go comes after men. And then after it comes after the guy that assaulted her, what you find out is it, it doesn't just come for that guy. It comes for, like, all the men that are close to you in your life. Oh, boy. And they got to try to figure it out. And there's some pretty uh, gruesome kills in here. I wasn't really right. expecting the way the movie was going. So that that one's pretty decent. And uh, my cool of the week will probably have to be the, the boy behind the door. All right. Oh. And that is what I will watch tonight. Yeah, uh, two kids get kidnapped. They're in a house. Sick people. I think when you find out what the what the kidnappers want to do with the kids, I think it just makes you root for the kids even more. Because I'll just say there was a line where somebody's chasing one of the boys that are loose and they're offering to trade. He t- for him to take the place of the boy they still have because the boy they still have cries too much, and if they take him, God. their customers will appreciate it more because they like the ones that put up a fight. Hmm. Wow, I don't know if I can handle this tonight, man. Yeah, that's creepy. So it, that's it's it's rough. pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, it had me rooting for these kids. So okay, that's my cool of the week. All right, I guess I'll check it out. Um, my, my cool of the week won't be a surprise to anybody who knows me. I went back and watched a shit ton. again? Come on. Oh, no, I watched a <laughs> shit ton of horror Space movies. Space Jam. 
<laughs> no, that was fine. You watched it like five times last week. <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with Mikey and Lewis, and uh, we did a Chucky mini marathon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the one that really sticks out is Bride of Chucky, or to put it another way, <laughs> Jennifer Tilly in those tight black super high dresses <laughs> with lots and lots of cleavage. Ay, ay, ay. She's, uh, she will always be my Tiffany, and I think she is coming for the uh, TV series, right, Brian? Yep, she's in it. All right, Bride of Chucky, Cool of the Week. What more need be said? You know what it is. If you don't, check it out, because uh, it's nothing but just dumb fun. Did I ever tell you, I don't know if I've ever shared this story here on this podcast. I once went to the New Beverly Cinema uh, here in L.A., and I watched Child's Play Part 2, and Brad Dorf was there just as, just as a fan oh. watch his own movie, right? No shit. That's my favorite of the Child's Play movies. And then, uh, so Brad Dorf's there, and then there's people that are getting rowdy in the back. They're just talking. And Brad Dorf gets up in front of everybody in the Chucky voice and says, sit the fuck down and let I love it! <laughs> and everybody got so, to use a wrestling term, everybody popped at that, you know, and it was just an amazing time, man. That was wacky. Anyways, <laughs> that Brad is Dorf. awesome. Oh man! And uh, he's I wish also, I had he's, he's also getting a payday for this uh, new one. Of course he is. I don't want. Yeah, can't. of it's course. Chucky voice, man. Charles D. Ray. Oh, well deserved. Well deserved. Um, headlines, Brian. Uh, I think so. I don't know. I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have a lot of headlines because oh, of Comic Con, but yeah, Comic Con, right? Apparently, nobody wanted to release anything. So the headline is there was Comic Con. Uh, let's see. Uh, Amazon's I Know What You Did Last Summer series will premiere in October. There's that. I know everybody's waiting on that one. Not really. Yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, is that Uh, No. They, they, they re, they're remaking everything now, so. Yeah. Uh, Philip, that's another uh, James Wan produced. Uh, all right. Well, hmm. that about seals the deal. <laughs> Uh, apparently, that Paranormal Activity movie that's supposed to be coming to Paramount Plus that they pulled from the release schedule is already finished filming. Hmm. Yeah, because it took three days with a camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the biggest news that came out is the title of the next Predator movie will be titled Skull. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, is it going to suck like the rest of it? It's going to be good. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, apparently, they are going back to the roots. Hmm. Uh, way back to the roots. Uh, this movie is supposed to take place uh, the first time a predator ever came to Earth. Oh, I hope it's times. Yeah, that's right up your alley, Ancient aliens. Philip, that's right up your alley, man. Exactly. Everything ties together. There's about to retcon about five of those movies, guaranteed, because there's no <laughs> way they're going to keep track of all the shit they've said in these movies. <laughs> they came in the Ice Age and medieval times. I think they've covered everything already. Yeah, so they're, they're going to be as fucked up as George R.R. R. Martin is right now, trying to finish these last two fucking books. <laughs> well, I don't hate the name of it, at least. Skull's pretty good. That's kind of cool. But yeah. I'm a little worried because the director has come out and said he has no idea where that name came from. Oh, oh well, that's, that's fun. Not a, that right. is not a good <laughs> hmm. So, 
So what was what was he? What was it called when he was directing it? Predator Five or something? Probably just generic Predator. <laughs> so you get confused on which one it is. Project Predator. They've had Predator. Predator. I like that. The Predator. Yeah, I was about to say, don't forget about the Predator. Yes. Oh boy. All right, that's it. That's it with news. All right. Well, before we uh, before we go down to the trailer park, Pedro, we got to talk some old, dude. We're not getting oh. any younger here. We gotta <laughs> we gotta talk this thing through. So so Naz and I gave it a nine. Uh, nine on ten, and the other two boys. I heard the show, and my and and my toes and my feet were were curling up with anger when I was hearing that. <laughs> um, Come on, let it out, man. Let well, it you know, out. The thing was, look, it, it's okay to like a movie, right? Everybody likes different things, whatever. What what shocked me the most was the 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 praise that you guys gave it. It's one thing to say, you know what, it had its problems, but I still liked it. You guys were saying it was like a damn near Academy Award nominee for all we're talking about. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, <laughs> the fact that the acting itself should give it, should put it above a five. All right. And I know you guys <laughs> argue the, or you, I say you guys, you, Lance, argue the fact that uh-huh. it was intentional. Like, I've seen Gal Garcia act in many other movies, okay. and I've never seen them this bad. Oh, yeah. come on, dude. Seriously. There is a scene Pedro. there. Where, I, look, listen. I the Asian that. dude. What's his name? The one from Lost? I don't know. Do we even yeah, get Miles, a good actor, man? Miles, Miles. <laughs> He's way better than that. Alex Wolf is a great actor. He's shown it in other, in other stuff. I mean, yeah. he had some good actors, right? But yeah. everything was so fucking wooden. And then, like, like, I know we all have accents. I have a little bit of an accent myself, being a Latino man. But okay. there's a scene where... Uh, and I'm going to talk a little spoilers right here. Uh, not, not a lot of spoilers, but just... Just enough to where hopefully... Yeah, many, many spoilers, no problem. Fast forward two minutes if y'all don't want to hear it. Okay, so there's a, there's a, there's a part there where... <laughs> it was probably in the trailer anyway. Yeah, you know, Garcia yeah, finds out that his that his French wife or whatever, she's got another accent yeah. I, I couldn't make heads or tails out of. And and, and <laughs> he's, he's like, she, he's the one? He's the one? He's, he's pretend. The guy is pretend. Like, I'm saying, how do you say the guy is pretend? Like, what does he pretend? And then, and then that's it. The scene just stops. And I, that was the worst dialogue I ever heard in my life. And well. <laughs> well, it, it stopped because he got old and he forgot what he was saying. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Brian. You, you and, then, himself, and then everybody has the goddamn Wolverine X-Men mutation gift because I understand well, that. Because they're goes, aging quickly. Yeah, but when you get a scar, you don't age that. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't follow its own logic. I don't know, man. If it was 50, 50 years in one day, that's pretty fucking fast, dude. I don't know, man. When you get an incision to take out a tumor that was the size of a cantaloupe, that's going to take a okay. few a few weeks, maybe even months. Right? Uh, yeah, you know? which is, for them, seconds. Well, I don't I don't know. It was just Let's do cartoon. the math on it. 300, hold on. 365 <laughs> days times 50 years. Damn, Lance, you're going to so die on this show, aren't you? So that was 18,250... I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we're checking the validity of old days in one day. So that was bullshit. Okay. Um, and then, and then yeah, they're going at like almost 19,000 speed, dude. Here's themselves. the thing. Here's the thing. They want you to make believe that these kids are growing up, but their brains are not developing. And that and they tell us that when uh, they, they, these grown up Alex Wolf and the other broad, when they when they quote unquote were playing around in the tent, which <laughs> were fucking. And then they come out and she's pregnant. Oh, we're just playing. Is that what happens? 
But yet later on, they have the intellect of actual adults when I they're know. trying to swim out through the through the through the thingy underneath. Like like what the fuck? I know. You're right. <laughs> you know? like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, oh man, I could go on and on. But oh, the the overabundance of exposition and puns in the <laughs> like. We get it. Time. Oh, you don't have to remind us, you know? Oh, we, we, let's, we, we don't have no. all the time in the world. Like, the stupid dialogue like that in the beginning, like, it was all foreshadowing about this time and getting old bullshit. With all uh, due respect, dude, Christopher Nolan does that in some of his movies, too. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a Christopher Nolan fanboy either. I got issues with that guy, too. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so, and then here, here, here's the bottom line, dude. Like, people were laughing in the theater, all right? And M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong, did not give us a comedy. He gave us a thriller. All right? And honestly, to be honest with you, the only thing scarier than the actual movie Old was his haircut in that movie, bro. Like, this guy hasn't found a a good brush in how many years? He's had that that Uh detriwap on his hair for the last, like, three or four movies he's done. And that's very disturbing to me. (laughs) Signature, dude. He's got to have a signature. (laughs) He's got that wacky hippie, I just got up and I got no money look. For like the last three movies he's done, and it's disturbing to me because we know he's well, got six cents money. Buy a brush. Either um, of uh, either of you guys want to lower your score from what Pedro's saying? No, no, right? I'm not. I, you don't have to do that. I don't like to. Every, you guys loved it. That's fine. I'm yeah, not I don't know if I'd say loved it, but I, 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 I need to give it a watch in the theater or and listen, you know, when and, it comes out. And the next one is nitpicky because I understand there's an entire universe and you right. don't have the time to tell us the entire story. That I get. We, we could sure, cover sure. this with all the other movies. But when that island, when that island was discovered, a uh-huh. lot of fucking scientists had to die in order for that <laughs> island to be well, discovered. Right? Because there was only one way in and one way out. So somebody had to luck out and go through that. What do they call it? That, the, the, the whatever, corral. The corral. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, but somebody, yeah, <laughs> somebody had to go there and, right. and, and survive in order to find this fucking place. Uh, but you could have just imagined the plethora of dead scientists that I left in this track. So anyways, that shit kind of bothered me. But I'm not going to hold that against it. That's me being an asshole right there. I admit it. How um, do they get all the bodies out later? Or do they just let them no, it just, just it melt into oblivion? Right? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that the dog just vanishes, like, oh, there's a dead dog, and then yeah, just... and then the baby turns to dust in like an hour. <laughs> that is, gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm with you. But you know what? Here it is. I'm not gonna die on this hill. I'll die on the on the Wonder Woman '84 hill. That's a horrible movie, and nobody yeah. could tell me otherwise. But That's this probably. one, I get it. I get it. It's got its charm to it. I did like the cinematography in this movie. I thought it was great. Um, some of the shots got a little annoying, but I understood the purpose of them to show the passage of time, yes. right? I get it. No. Um, I, I don't know about that Muppet Baby style, like seeing the adults talk with like you can't see their heads and shit. But besides <laughs> that, and, and the kids too, like they would talk and you can only see their body, but you can't see their head. I'm like, <laughs> are we watching the Muppet Babies? What else? You said Muppet Babies. That shit's funny. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro, you gotta admit, dude, he he matched up the actors. Pretty pretty damn good, right? Wouldn't you say the older Alex Wolf looked just like him? All I did was paint a mole in the little kid's left side. <laughs> hey, let, let's not give him too much credit. I any random kid and he put a mole on his left on his left side there on his lip. <laughs> um, okay. And that that kid was like 
he went from like charming to annoying pretty quick in those first 15 minutes <laughs> of movie. Asking everybody what they do for a living, and then what was the other question? <laughs> it was very. I don't know. Disturbing. It was creepy though. <laughs> it was very uh, writing did the I short plus. If you did know I what see I mean. your titties? Did he? Is that what he said to the males? <laughs> oh, that was a that was the porn parody, which I'm sure is already in development. Might have worked. But you know what? That uh, that scene with the uh, with the girl with the calcium deficiency that was a cool scene. Mm. Yeah. And with her, Pretty with same the same scene and, yeah. and not hitting. By far the best scene in the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can I can see your issues with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, brother. We know that's you it. Hate. That's all I got. And uh, and uh, yep. but but hey, if you enjoyed, more power to you. All right, man. You had to get it out, so I, I think that means we gotta all take us a little trip to the trailer park, Pedro. What do you think? I'm good. Why? Well, I, I, I'm gonna give it a four on ten. First of all, so there you go. That's my. Oh, that's good. That's better than I thought. All right. For what the do you give muscle babies? Oh, that's a 10 on 10, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. All right, Brian. Uh, Brian's going to bring us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. What's going on, man? Uh, first one is uh, something we didn't ask for, but we're getting it anyways. Sci-Fi's Day of the Dead. Uh, All right. I'm not going to read off the cast because I don't recognize not one person on there, but... The first three episodes, I believe, is directed by Steve Kazansky, who did Psycho Gorman, The Void. So I'm expecting the practicals to be top notch in here. That's all I got to say about this one. Pedro? There was not one line in that joke. Not one line in that, I mean, in that trailer that didn't try to make a joke out of it. Not one. Oh, shit. I know. Everything was like, oh, it's our $15,000. Like, what does it say? Like, he spent $15,000 in the wedding, I guess. That's what he's looking at. Um, Terrible. Oh, I was like, what's up with all these one-liners? Like every single every single line in this trailer is giving me one-liners. So so right off the bat, I'm not taking it seriously. Right off the bat, this is gonna be like a like one of those self-aware zombie movies, right? That that right. is very self-referential. Um, and that takes me to my next beef. Like, why do we need another zombie show? No like, we're burned shit. out on this shit. You know, yeah. even even with sci-fi, they gave us Sea Nation, which is a pretty good show, by the way. It went the complete opposite of The Walking Dead, and it established a nice little fan base for itself. And mm-hmm. then you have, and then you have, I think there's like the, I think Black Summer is the quasi sequel to Sea Nation, if I'm not mistaken, or, or it's connected to it. Really? Um, or it's, I think it's another show, but it does have like a loose sequel to it. I think it's on Netflix. But the point is that yeah, we're saturated. Black Summer, it's pretty good. We're oversaturated with with zombie shows. Like, there's no. Unless you're going to reinvent the wheel, which I don't even want to see that because who knows how many times they're going to throw shit at the wall that's not going to stick if they try to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, just – I'm tired of this shit. They're, look, The Walking Dead was top-notch for years. They give us pretty much everything uh-huh. we want for this fucking genre. They give yeah. us drama. They give us human development. They give us characters. Everything that we want. If you can't top that or get at, at least to that level, then I'll just watch The Walking Dead again. There's no reason for me to watch something that's below that. You know what I'm saying? So, fuck this show already. <laughs> Although I did like Psycho Gorman, though. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, I, well, and that that seems to be his forte. I mean, even though uh-huh. uh, what what was the other one that he did? The Void, which the Void. had no comedy in it. Yeah, I know, which is weird because he did way better with comedy with Psycho Gorman. Yes. And he also obviously... he also did that uh, Leprechaun Returns, which uh, wasn't ah. that bad. It wasn't that, that was bad. Really it good. was not that All bad. Right. I bought it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> the leprechaun. Uh, 
Uh, so, you know, horror comedy, I did, I'm in. I'll at least give it a chance. I mean, it's probably not going to be scary, but it better fucking be funny. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I know, probably not. That that's gonna be the 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 nail in the coffin. If it's not funny, <laughs> no pun they, intended. Yeah, then well, they just may as well move on. One thing's for sure that if it's good, it'll be canceled after one season because it's sci-fi. Well, <laughs> and if it's bad, I guess it'll just keep going forever, huh? <laughs> Lance, I'm out. Unless you make us watch it for the show, I'm not even gonna touch this piece of shit. This looks. Fucking horrible. Like, uh, exactly like Pedro said, it just looks like a bunch of cheap jokes and no real zombie action. And I was not super impressed with the makeup that I saw in the trailer, so I'm out. All right. If it's funny, I'm it on the schedule. <laughs> oh, so much for that. It, it, yeah, it does look really cheap as well. Guess, I'm, guess I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get you back some way. It's your musicals and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. On the you way. And your friend Lonnie. God damn. Yeah, I, think there's, I think there's more musicals on the way, man. Lanny or Lonnie or whoever the fuck that guy's name is. Might be Lee. Fuck that guy. Who knows? All right. I believe this one doesn't have a firm release date, but it is coming out before the year's over. Lance, our next trailer. We talked about the teaser. We got the full trailer this time, and that is Chucky. Why don't you? Uh, you're the Chucky fan here. Why don't you start us off? <laughs> well, I mean, come on, dude. Dressed up as Chucky one time. <laughs> Looked surprisingly good. Considering <laughs> I'm five foot six, that shouldn't be too surprising. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, if, if we were gonna have like a scream type serial killer movie between uh-huh. just you know us. Right, you'd definitely be the serial killer. <laughs> oh, that's nice to know, dude. I, I'm to, I'm all in on Chucky. I have been from the beginning. This is the original group. This is the original creator. This is the original Chucky voice. You got the bride of Chucky. You've got little shit fucking Andy. I think that's gonna pop up, and you got a new kid. So we get to get a new story arc. So I'm 101 percent in. Shall we say? Can't yeah, wait. we got a uh, Hunter Dunbar in there. Devin. Solomon. Oh, that's right. He's in it. Speaking we of which, Hunter Dunbar. Speaking of which, we're, we're waiting for some uh, some lines to be delivered to us from Australia. Marcy Bead, what happened to those fucking lines you guys were going to send us for our uh, our mandatory uh, fanatic? Lance, video? don't don't rush perfection. Okay. Hey, we talk about a lot of shit. What are you going to do? Who else is in this cast? (laughs) Um, What was the foster sister from two? Oh, probably the best character in all the, in all the movies. Right, Pedro? Uh, I guess. I haven't seen this in a while. See, this is, we don't know horror. We can't remember. (laughs) I know. You're right. (laughs) Well, there's a t-shirt on the way, right? Yes. (laughs) So she was, she was like super, super tomboyish. Remember and yeah, was it Kyle? Kyle, there you go. She's she's coming. She's coming back. You just gave him enough time to Google it. Great, that's awesome. Uh, (laughs) Fiona Duroff's coming. Uh, Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, I got dogs barking, guys. I'll be right back. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting how they're going to... I want to see how they play it, because this is supposed... The series supposed to be a direct sequel from the last movie, so... Yeah, from Cold of Chucky, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of Chucky's running around in that one. Oh, yeah. I guess I remember that. I don't know. They all sort of run together. I do remember watching that one, because we covered it on the show, but... Yeah, it, it doesn't exactly stick out. <laughs> oh, I love I love Curse of Chucky a lot. That one was awesome. Especially yeah. Because I knew nothing going into it, and you look at the doll in the first half of that movie, and you're like, that's that, that's what the fuck? What's up with this fucking doll? It looks all fucked up. That's not that's not a good guy doll. And then you get the twist, and it's fucking awesome. And they bring everybody back in like the last five minutes. I know it's fan servicey, but I don't care. It was still awesome to see everybody come back from all the movies. And he literally connects every single movie back. To those last five minutes of that movie, so that was a great movie. I love that movie. What about the the AI Chucky? That one was good too. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. I did yeah. too. They did enough to separate it from the from the original Child's Play, the original Chucky, to the point where in my mind I could kind of see it as a whole another universe and just a whole another movie. Yeah. So well, yeah. I, I guess this one's back to the original universe, but I yep. I don't hate it. I mean, I, I, I'm not like jumping with joy, ready to go see it like Lance is, but uh, <laughs> I'll watch it. Hey, Lance, what did you think of Curse of Chucky? Um, I, I was hoping that that was my uh, Sandcastle graphic novel being delivered because I liked old so much, but it's not. <laughs> it's not yet. So back order. Um, Curse of Chucky was fucking amazing. That was like one of my, probably one of my favorite of the newer movies. What do you think? Which one? Cur- you said Curse, right? Yeah. Curse yeah. Of- yeah. 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 Curse was good, man. I'm still thinking like about you're waiting the- for the Sandcastle book to show up. That's why. Uh, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would give Curse of Chucky seven and a half, maybe eight on ten. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. All right. Well, maybe this one will do something for us. All right, Chucky, October twelfth, just in time for Halloween, and our final trailer. Probably one of the weirdest fucking trailers I've seen this year. Yes. Uh-oh. It's, it's before, so what else do you expect? A24's Lamb. Let me read a synopsis. Oh, boy. A childless couple, Maria and Igbar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. <laughs> Can I start this off by yes. saying... Please. Did that guy fuck that fuck that sheep so they can have a kid? Possible. Twenty four. You just never know with them. No, you never know. They are the proverbial box of chocolate that a twenty four. His brother right. comes I like over. That. I like that, Pedro. His <laughs> brother comes picture. over. He thinks he's gonna be the fun uncle, and he's like, "Hey, what? The, <laughs> did you fuck that sheep?" <laughs> And I'm going to take it that that one sheep that's following them, this is like a revenge movie because they, mm. they took they took the baby from that sheep and is, she's trying to get it back. Mm. I think I thought that was a sheep that was grown already. Oh, OK. Just trying to leave these crazy fucking people and they just keep on bringing her back or him back. But no, I, I this is what I think. There's a trend right now of these that abstract like uh, metaphors for like grieving and yes, getting yes. over deaths. And I think that's what that's what this is. I think the trailer gives me enough to conclude that 
it's all going to be their their grieving process for whatever they went through, whether they lost a kid, they had a miscarriage. We saw it with Pig, which was a great fucking movie, oh. by the way. I, yeah, I love yes, it. It, it, was. it all started with the Baba Dick. Yes, stuff like that. You're <laughs> right. Um, and, and so and so we're starting to see that trend now, which I I tend to enjoy. So I'm gonna I'm really gonna I'm really gonna enjoy this movie. I think. Yeah, it's got a new our new member pace. I like her. Yes, she she needs a hit. By the way, let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? <laughs> She's been a lot of shit, but she needs a hit right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of straight to Netflix movies. Yeah, especially that Oxygen one that was. I want to watch Pain Dry than watch that movie. <laughs> I don't want to offend any Alexander Rajah fans out there, but goddamn, you would have to pay me to watch that one again. Uh, you ain't lying. Alex, you're, <laughs> you're better than that. You're better than that. Lance, the, did you get this one before uh, The Green Knight? I did. Theater? And the only thing I could do was turn around to the two people sitting beside me, and they turned at me, and we both said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I hope they were wearing their mask, or else... Uh... No, none of us are masks. <laughs> we're in Texas, Pedro. Mask. <laughs> we don't need no stinking mask. I don't know, dude. There's a lot of people wearing masks now. No, dude. All of a sudden. Of... It's getting a lot different again. Them bleeding heart liberals are making me wear my mask again here in California. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't think it's just the bleeding heart liberals anymore, man. <laughs> We're back to a mandate over here, so I got to wear my mask when I'm in the theater. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll be there before long. Well, my mayor, he doesn't believe in masks or the vaccine. Yep. <laughs> or the vaccine. Well, you're double fucked. I went to a concert Saturday night in uh, Austin. I went to see King Crimson, and everybody had a mask on, so it can be done. But was the mask under the chin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had it on Usually. my forehead. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lance, what you think about Lamb? Seriously. I, I don't know what to think of it. I honestly don't, man. I'm completely confused. Maybe I need to watch the trailer again, but uh, I don't know, man. It looks very bizarre and like... Uh, very like A24. Pe- yeah, like Pedro said, it's, it's, it's probably not to be taken too literally, you know? Yeah. That's what I think. At least I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to see any fucking hardcore porn with a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it had yeah. to come from somewhere. <laughs> we got to see the origin story, right? <laughs> People pay good money for that. <laughs> this one, um, uh, what'd you think, Phil? Yeah, I, yeah it's <laughs> definitely out there, man. Uh-huh. I, I like A24 stuff, but... Right. Sometimes they like out a twenty four themselves. Hey, that's know? a good way of saying <laughs> they, they do that all the time. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So hope, hope, hopefully they don't do that here. But okay. I imagine. All right, Lamb. This one is also due before the year is over. Uh, if you're uh, outside the United States, you can catch it uh, August twentieth. So I'm sure it'll be released here soon. Okay. Or it'll be on other means. That's what happens. All right. That's it for trailer. That's one of those movies that if you go watch in the theater, it's going to be you and like two random dudes, like three, like three cheap turns away from you. Remember yeah. <laughs> one of them is Pee Wee Herman. Oh, I <laughs> watching some sweet, cheap sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're on to listener feedback. Great segue. (laughs) 
the podcast spotlight this week shines on uh, Horrifying My Friends, a horror podcast for horror newbies and super fans alike. Uh, horror head Travis Ibarra uh, introduces his, his friends and producers Kate uh, to carefully curate horror films they'd never seen before, sharing fun facts and turning them into fans along the way. That sounds nice. pretty cool. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, regarding the upcoming Chucky series, Eddie Ramirez says, is Brad back? Yes, he is. Yeah. All right. So we'll take that. Uh, Stephen Loblad says the only one who's excited for this is Lance. <laughs> he may be correct, you. sir. He knows you. Yeah. That that show's gonna live or die by two things. How how much the pilot is connected to the previous movies and how okay. much the kid and the kid's performance. The main the new main kid. Oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Not, that makes sense. If he's a annoying little brat that knows it all, like yeah. all these Hollywood kids tend to be, then yeah. I'm but if he's a little flawed, like like we all were when we were his age, and uh-huh. he's available, then then I'll <laughs> stick with him. I mean he, he looks good from the trailer. Yeah. So hopefully. Uh, and Stream Fiends is back. Uh, yeah, this episode. Yes, we are. Yeah. We are back. This episode, yes, Brian. Back, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> Masker, back, back, back. Oh, I was trying to write a parody song the other night to Return of the Mac, but changing the lyrics to, yeah, you guessed it, Brian. <laughs> Although y'all don't deal with that in Alaska, right? Just like we don't in Texas, we just say fuck it, right? Uh, I wear it. my mask. Do you? Uh, yeah. well, you're in the you're in the minority, aren't you? Yep, I'm Once wearing my mask. The vaccine, man. Okay. Fuck. Oh, this uh, this kid. Hey guys, this kid was in uh, Mom and Dad, the Nicolas Cage movie. Remember? Oh, okay. That was him. Yeah. All right. Okay, so he should be good. Yeah, he looked good in the trailers. All right, I'm all in. Well, you've been all in for a minute now. Well, yeah, it's Chucky. <laughs> you were in when Don Mancini told you he was making the show. Yep. <laughs> Long time ago. Inside info, yeah. <laughs> uh, not that we could do anything with it, but you know. <laughs> uh, it was a soundbite, and so did Fiona, so that's more go. than we could say for little Andy. But not Lance Hendrickson. He didn't get shit. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not his fault. Lance was cool. No, man. not his fault at all. <laughs> that was kind of like the low point of my, my trip to Frightmare that year. I was yeah. so disappointed. Uh, but maybe he makes. Maybe he makes. I, I don't. I don't mean to bring you guys down a little bit, but it's a possibility <laughs> that he makes his handlers be the bad cops. Maybe he never wanted nothing to do with you guys, but he doesn't like to certainly. So he's like, fucking guy. Possible? <laughs> it, it's possible, but I think she was enjoying herself a little bit too much. Yeah, she was basically giggling at that point. <laughs> you fucking nerds, get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, every, every, everything I, everything that Lance talked to me about was super cool. He, he seems like a good guy. Maybe he uh, has a story that he tells his friends. About that one time at that convention where he waited for these guys to interview him. I bet he fucking does. God and, damn it. And, and they never showed up. And he's like, I don't know what happened. I told them yes. And I never tell yes to anyone. But I like this dude, Lance, because we have the same name. So I'm like, yeah, you could interview me. And he just never showed up. And I'll never know why. Oh, man. He thinks the other about side it of the story. while he's laying awake in bed at night. 
<laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> back to back to back to business. Not likely, but okay. <laughs> uh, Stream Fiends is back. Uh, Brian and Nez team up for the third time. Uh, is has it only been three? Yeah. Third uh, time for this movie series. I got you. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. With hip hop <laughs> duo Kid and Play to celebrate with Kid one last time before he sells his soul and holy matrimony in the 1994 classic House Party 3, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> well, until Nez brought it up, I didn't know there was a four and five, and I jumped on both of those grenades for everybody. <laughs> well, we, we won't then. Yeah, everybody was so upset that LeBron wants to remake House Party after watching four and five. Go ahead. Go Why ahead, not? man. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Why not? That'd be a good one to remake, I think. I'm not mad at that. With with LeBron's acting skills from uh Well <laughs> Oh, he don't, he doesn't want to be in it. He, yeah. he's, he just wants to make it with his company. Okay. okay. Well, I, I'm 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 better with that than with him being in it because that would be bad. <laughs> Maybe he'd get. Let's not let's not down talk his acting skills. Michael Jordan wasn't that much of a better actor. No, he really wasn't. Uh, but... <laughs> a little bit better. More nah, personality. Michael Jordan's an asshole, so. But he was a better basketball player, so Maybe. there's that. Maybe you can get Megan the Stallion for the next House Party movie. <laughs> Make it from the girl's point of view, right? Hey. That might not be a bad one. Actually, it might not be a bad idea at all. Bridesmaid style? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so there's that. (laughs) Uh, Brian posted a poll in the group page. What's your favorite M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie? And uh, The Sixth Sense runs away with it. Which I would have totally expected, except uh, the list that we read last week. I can't remember whose it was. Uh, but they listed Unbreakable as number one, and I was like, oh. you know, I don't hate that. No, I could accept that. That's good. I would have to go yeah. with Signs. I love Signs. Well, I think I, I think I think he has this tension running throughout the film that 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 is is rewatchable. Um, I think that that birthday party scene always gets me with the alien walking across the the, the lawn or whatever. Oh yeah. I think the light bulb scene when they're in the basement and the bulb keeps on going on and off. I think that scene always gets me. He does a good job in that movie, and the movie's coherent. It's one linear story. There's no wacky. Other than the fact that they, I think they were, the aliens can't drink the water or some shit, or they yeah, run out. You know, I but hated he, that swing away <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, but then again, um, the world of worlds had a stupid ending too, that, which was the I guess it was the original yeah. ending from. But they just don't know how to end these alien movies because once they're here, what are you gonna do with them? They gotta die somehow, so you just either st- uh, right. like starve them or kill them with disease, one or the other two. But um, but no, I love Signs. That's probably my favorite one from him. You know, I don't hate that either because I actually really like Signs. I, it, it gets a lot of hate, but I don't, I I like it. Yeah, fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And that is it for listener feedback this week. Uh, as always, our show intro comes from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks with a Z. Uh, and our artwork comes from Natsulani. Check her out on Instagram. And uh, if you'd like to help the show, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, we have a whole mess of extras available for you at different tiers. And we really appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Um, if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple podcast review, and you may 
when a steelbook DVD, if your name is selected, they're all gone as soon as Lance, <laughs> as soon as Lance gave me those names. But I'm here to announce because it is summertime. I picked up two copies of the cult classic uh, Until Dawn huh. slasher movie. Oh, I so, love that Two Blu-rays to give away. All right. Yeah. So maybe no steelbook, but there's still again. prizes. It's on again. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I love steelbook DVDs. I'm like, I'm waiting for my steelbook VHS. When am I gonna get that? So it's, I think, I think you meant Blu-ray, right? I hope you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and now for our featured attractions. Uh, this week we're gonna take a look at the Green Knight as well as 2009 Solomon Kane. This ought to be an interesting show, I think. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with Solomon Kane. Um, once a mercenary of Queen Elizabeth I, fighting Spaniards in Africa, uh, Solomon met the Devil's Reaper and discovered he was bound for hell. Barely escaping, he soon renounced violence to atone for his past sins, <laughs> seeking out redemption in a life of peace. Hey. Like, like kung fu. I got none of that from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, are you just reading this, or yeah. are you making it up? I didn't see any of that happen. No. I must have missed it. Uh, that is until the followers of the sorcerer uh, Malachi kidnap a Puritan girl, <laughs> Meredith Prothorn. <laughs> Back to Children of the Corn now, yeah. Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they brutally Malachi. slaughter her family before his very eyes, forcing Solomon to take up arms and return to his violent ways once more to rescue her. Uh, director and writer is MJ Bassett, also known for the series Ash vs. the Evil Dead and Power. Never seen Power. I don't believe that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, to prepare for the role of Solomon Kane's James uh, Solomon Kane James Purefoy, uh, read the entire. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that word is. Well, it sucks. Overture. To be Overture. Okay. <laughs> is that right? Did I just? Hua Some stage and I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh. <laughs> Every awesome? time I go hard, it's like I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All your accents lead back to the British. <laughs> That's oh, little Arnold. <laughs> uh -oh. Okay. It's mini me. Uh, <laughs> of Robert E. Howard, as well as uh, researching extensively the lifestyle of the attitudes of the Puritans. Holy shit! Do you know how many fucking books Robert E. Howard wrote? He, he wrote all the John Carter of Mars books. He wrote all the Conan books. Oh, really? Oh, dude, he's probably written over 100 fucking books. Uh, James Furford just sat down and, and, and grabbed a fucking nook and started reading, huh? I guess so. Holy shit. The cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his handlers read them. Let's be real about it. They just give them the Yeah. <laughs> they just told him what's up. Audiobooks. Mm, I can't hey. get into audiobooks, man. I've tried. He might have been listening to the audiobooks while he was performing this character, to be honest with you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, for a lot of the fight sequences, director MJ Bassett would play heavy metal to amp up his actors. Yes. Should have played it oh. on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> During filming, James Purefoy, Purefoy accidentally received a deep cut to his forehead, which required stitches. 
For some close-up, these stitches had to be digitally erased, just like the mustache. There's a lot of sacrifices for this shitty-ass movie, I'll tell you that right now. People reading shit, people getting hurt on set, heavy metal in the background, god damn. Yeah, I think I also read, like, after getting the rights for this, whoever got the rights for this movie, it took them ten years to even begin filming. <laughs> Are really? you serious? It's like the House of the Dead. Huh. <laughs> you, you could tell that it's an origin story. You could tell they had more in mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way it ended, sure. And the pacing of it, too. All right. Well, Pedro, <laughs> I'll let you have it out on this one since well, you kind of already showed your hand. <laughs> well, um, first of all, I got to say, like, you know who would make out like bandits back in the day? Barbers would, man, because there is no what? barbers in this time period because all the heroes, <laughs> whether you're a sorcerer or a wizard, whatever the fuck, they all have the long hair and the scruffy beard. Every single one of them. I never seen like like, like one of these films, one of these time pieces with somebody with a nice crew cut. It just doesn't happen. Um, unless, unless Barbers are expensive, man. Well, I guess so. I guess so. It was either you go to the blacksmith or you go to the barber. I guess everybody chose the blacksmith. Um, <laughs> and, and so and so, uh, yeah. But if you're a spy. You do get a nice haircut because I noticed the spies in all these movies uh, or TV shows. They always have the, either their bald or they got the nice little, uh, nice little kruka going on. Good point. Uh, and they always have their hands hidden in between those oversized leaves for whatever reason. Every single movie has one of those characters. Um, and so, yeah, no, so this movie starts off good. Like, I really like where it was going. It starts off, like I said, it's a redemption story for Solomon Kane because you're introducing the character and you kind of want to get to know him to, to kind of follow for follow him along for what was supposed to be three movies, but only, only being one movie. And here <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we see that he was a bad man back in the day. He was, uh, um, what do they call that? Um, uh, what was it? Like um, mercenary was, or like was, uh, killer for hire? Yeah. Yeah. He had a for hire. I didn't get none of that. I thought he was like a pirate or something. Yeah, it was the same shit. Yeah. Pirate, mercenary. Yeah. Yeah, looking out for number one, basically. Well, I didn't think he worked for somebody else. I thought he was all for himself. I think so, because he had his own company. So anyway, so he gets confronted by a demon, and then he gets um, he he loses his soul to Satan, supposedly, because he because he's always lived in sin. And then Solomon goes into solitary at a sanctuary, like in a monastery or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. it. You get that introduction about him before the credits yeah. even flow, which is great. I'm all in. I'm watching that. Cool. Boom. And then uh, the the people in the monastery, the what is it, like monks? I don't even know what they are. Uh, <laughs> they, they have, they, they have, uh, they have, um, to be fair, you guys threw this shit at me at the last minute, all right? I was, okay. I, I, that's all good. I, and then so uh, so because we don't know horror, unfortunately, I apologize in advance. Right, right. Um, so then um, he goes on, on to, to his odyssey, right? He goes on to, to his mission because they have they have this this vision and they literally kick him out. Like they literally kick him out, bro. Like they just tell him to leave. Oh, man. He doesn't fight it. He, he just takes off. And yeah. then the movie <laughs> and then the movie just hits a standstill like you wouldn't believe because then he meets this family. <laughs> Right, he uh, that that one, the guy that that, that played the main Crowthorn, the I think his name was William Crowthorn. He's in other movies. He's always awesome. That character actor, I, I don't know his name, but okay. we've, seen him, we've seen him in other stuff. So he befriends this family, um, who I think are like Puritans traveling across, and then they get killed by by the by the aforementioned Malachi. 
And so um, in the dying words of this character actor that we all love from other movies, he's like, you know, go save my daughter or whatever. And that's when Solomon Kane takes it upon himself to go rescue the daughter of the crown thorns. And that's pretty much what makes the entire movie. And then from there, he goes in all these adventures. Um, eventually, uh, you know, he goes up and down. First, he thinks he's not going to rescue her because he tries and he can't find her. Then he completely gives up. Then there's like a crucifixion, a crucifixion scene where he sees her and the will of... This is another thing that pissed me off. Why is he allowing himself to be crucified when all he had to do was get pissed off and unhook himself? Because that's what he does, essentially, once he sees the girl. And then he unhooks himself, and then he kind of uh, riles up the rebels, and then they go out, and then he leads <laughs> to that final fight with Malachi. And right, then that's right. where it's called, and I didn't see the end of it. I guess he supposedly thought she had died and so he he couldn't fulfill his oath so i guess oh. he gave up uh that's what it is okay well he could have maybe helped other families along the way but just because he couldn't save this one he's gonna give up all right uh, that wasn't part of his oath <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um the, the thing that i got from this movie was that it was it, it's very boring in the middle in my opinion anyway um there's a couple action pieces here and there and then it kind of leads to the ending where they have the big action piece with Malachi and, and Solomon Kane, and that's pretty much the movie. Well, Max Van Sydorn so, has a payday somewhere in there, too. He's locked up. <laughs> Josiah Kane, I believe his name is. <laughs> All right, so scores. Side or side out. I guess the world will never know. <laughs> you want to roll where I pass it, Brian? You want to talk no. about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Are you out, Brian, or what? No, tapping I'll throw, out? I'll, throw, I'll go. I'll jump in real quick. Um, I've never seen this. But I haven't I, kinda, I didn't even know it existed. Dude, you could have picked Excalibur. I was you going to. Dude, but, you could have fucking picked Monty Python. Of the, well, we've done that one before, but God damn it, picked, dude. I Solomon Kane was the best this, you could do? I picked this because I knew how serious the Green Knight was, so I, I thought we'd probably have some fun talking about this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Pedro, you summed this whole movie up. It 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 was what it was, and I I, I found the 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 little um, what was it? They they got the rights in 1997 and didn't start filming until 2009. That's how much problems this film had. Um, oh. But James Purefoy, I, I liked him in it. I thought there was some good action yep. in there. There was some good uh, makeup effects, I thought, on the witch. The witch looked pretty cool. And uh, whatever them little zombies were that was in the <laughs> in the cellar that, that crazy priest was keeping. <laughs> like Evil Dead 2? Like, yeah. like mini zombies or what? But... That was a very awkward scene, by the way, because like, who's this guy? Oh, he's gonna feed him. He wants to feed his little minions. What the fuck? This flock. <laughs> you can look for evil. Evil is here already, or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What a line, huh? Little minions come out, try to eat. But them. the movie I could not get out of my head watching this was Van Helsing for some reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, this was sure the poor man Hugh Jackman. That's why. Right. No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> James Purefoy is crying somewhere. But yeah, I, th this there was nothing special about it. There's a couple of redeeming action scenes, and just you can clearly tell this was more than one movie squeezed into one. And 
they thought they was going to get get away with probably get, making a sequel, but it just didn't happen. So, yeah, I, I did my best try to point out the good spots, but I can't find any more. So. <laughs> Lance, what'd you think? <laughs> hey, 2009, right? Yeah, 2009. The CGI fire is better than the CGI fire in uh, Tournament of Champions that we saw two weeks ago. <laughs> You're stuck on that fire that happened for like two minutes. This I, movie, that. I like that movie, Lance. What do you got? Oh say? my god, dude! This this movie was silly. I mean, I'll, I'm with Pedro in the, the like the beginning before the the pre-credit scene. I, I I just thought he was just like a random pirate or like a plunderer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had no yeah. idea he was sent by. Especially when he found that gold, there was yeah. no nothing that he did made me think that he was going to bring that to somebody else. It's like I got the money. I finally got <laughs> the money. I thought he was going to fall over of a heart attack right then. I mean, for fuck's sake! I mean, no, this was this was not good. Um, and there were some talented actors in it. There were, you know, a couple of people that I've seen in other films that have been really good. But, yeah, I think it was grab a grab a payday on this one, unfortunately, because. Um, I don't know what kind of t- payday they grabbed. I've never heard of the guy. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You talk about a predictable ending, though. Did we really? Was anybody really surprised that he ended up having to go back to his castle and fight that douchebag brother? Older yeah. brother? I mean, come on. Nah, I, mean, I, forgot, I forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't. Unfortunately, that was telegraphed big time to me. So not a not a fan, guys. Um, anything would have been better than this, man. Excalibur would have been the best of the best. But uh, I'm sure there's a, a, a hundred movies about King Arthur or Sir Gawain or the Green Knight or any kind of quest at all. Um, I've never seen it before. So hey, at least I can mark it off my list. So we got that one for us. So did anybody think it was going to get weird between him and the the, yes. the Puritan guy's daughter? Totally, totally. Yes. I thought for sure <laughs> they were going to be fucking two thirds straight through the movie. It was probably an A twenty four film. We didn't even know about it. I know. <laughs> it was all done off screen. <laughs> Yeah, like the other kills in old, bro. Don't let me don't get me started on that. I know. Shut <laughs> up, dude. We we moved away from old. <laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the Asian guy's acting was bad. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I'm going to swim over there, two hundred meters, that direction. He's better than that. <laughs> I was at, I swam in high school. Like I swam in high school, which means he hadn't swam about twenty five years, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, on this island, thirty five years, right? <laughs> Yeah, not uh, much to say about this one, guys. Yeah. I you know, I think this was like so close to being awesome. Yeah? Yeah, like it had <laughs> <laughs> You threw last for a loop on that one. <laughs> all the aspects were there, you know what I mean? Like the, the I will the, agree with you, yes. Uh-huh. It, the effects were kind of cool. It had kind of a quirky thing going. Right? But man, they did not pull it off. Like, I I, I watched it and I fell asleep. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, well, which is you know nothing total totally abnormal. But then I tried to watch it again, and uh, about halfway through, I was like, nope. 
here's 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 my big question, guys. Did he really make a deal with the devil, though, or was that just like random? Where he some fucking demon popped up and said, "Oh, you're mine now." As soon as you finish this quest, he's like, "Don't I have any fucking say in this?" <laughs> like, I, I go to church every Sunday. I take care of my family. I pray. You're you're what the fuck are you talking about here? You well, fucking I thought demon. it was. I thought it was hokey the way he got his soul back at the end. I mean, it was sure lucky that that blood hit the mirror and everything went back to normal. I guess. I mean, damn. Well, then how are they going to make a second and third movie? Well, that's the problem. That was my biggest problem <laughs> with this movie. The way it ended, I was like, okay, thank you for the um, for the opening scenes. Now can we get on to the other two movies? Because it's like, this was so obviously set up to have further films, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't know what they was doing. I mean, they had Max von yeah. Sydow and Alex Krieg, and they were just totally underused in this movie. Like, I think had the... I hate to say that, but I hate... Like, if the if the story had been better, it, like, this could have been something cool. And they it, just it could it could have turned into like a cult classic, like people right. would have rediscovered it and and really enjoyed it, but right. it didn't because it sucks. So that there's no reason to make another one. Well, and like a lot of the visuals that I saw, just watching it and not really paying attention to what was going on because the story was awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I feel like this is a good movie, and I'm not giving it a chance. And then so again, you know, I tried to watch it again and still was like, ah, no, this I'm done with this shit. <laughs> oh, oh, and I wanted to point out, when did he become a witch finder? Yeah. <laughs> if he was Good a mercenary, point. that that scene where he he knew to try to make the little girl wear the 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 crucifix. It was like the Witcher. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I need to I need to get into the books, I think. next. Oh, the Witcher's cool. Well, I haven't read the books, but I played the game and watched the okay. show. And uh, no mustache. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's very Witcher esque, man. It's like little side quests, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like side quests on Skyrim is what this. Well, and it's kind yeah. of what the next movies like too. I suppose. Except, except with the Witcher, they tell you he's a monster hunter, and that's exactly what he right. is. But yes, this one they're telling you he's a mercenary, but he's something else. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Like, The Witcher is a better version of this. How about that? Ah, okay. Good way to put it, man. All right. Scores. Pedro? I'm going to give it a three on ten. Ouch. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, with a few decent action scenes, and like you guys said, there were elements there. I'll I, I give it a three. <laughs> All right. So this movie sucks. Lance, what do you think? <laughs> I can't be the high water mark again. I'm going four on ten. It was it was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> I knew it you was kind of fun to watch and great, great talent in it. So four on ten. Uh, man, I didn't know what I was going to give this one until uh, until we started. And so it call it biased or whatever. But I'm going to I'm going to go three. Also, I think <laughs> the high water mark again. huh? You know, ha- had I been able to finish the movie, it'd be a different story. <laughs> but, <laughs> could make a difference. You try it, though. You try Yeah, I tried to watch it twice, well, man. And I was like, ah, this movie. Uh, they saved all their <laughs> CGI budget for the end. Yeah. <laughs> you missed it. 
Uh, sounds like it. <laughs> All right. So don't watch that one. On to the Green Knight. <laughs> That's all uh, you guys know, because I didn't get to see that one. So I'm going to sit back and listen. You guys oh, can it. I don't give a fuck. Oh, know. yeah. You didn't see the Green Knight yet. You no, don't mind listening to spoilers? Gonna. That's fine. I was okay. curious to see what you thought about that one. <laughs> I'm just wondering if Solomon has a brother named Ko. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Green Knight, an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend, The Green Knight. Tells the story of Sir Gawain, uh, Gawain, whatever, I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. Uh, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous, epinot- uh, what the fuck, Green Knight, <laughs> a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and a tester of men. Uh, Gawain uh, contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers uh, in what becomes a deeper journey to to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger. Tester of men. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Director and writer is David Lowry, also known for A Ghost Story and Pete's Dragon. Uh... The idea for adapting The Green Knight came to David Lowry while he was setting up a diorama of Willow action figures in his backyard. (laughs) Isn't that how all great movies start? That's how they do in my head. Uh, In this movie, Dave Patel uh, Patel plays the role of... uh, God damn it. Gowan? Gawain? Either or. Yeah. (laughs) You're good. You're good either way, man. Joel Edgerton plays in uh, 2004's King Arthur. Uh, in this movie, Edgerton plays a character named the Lord. All right. The Green Knight. Lance, let's start with you. What did you think about it? Oh, man. I really wanted to uh, to like this movie more than I did, um, I guess is the bottom line. Um I can't put my finger on anything it was specifically missing as far as, um, the, you know, being a good quest story and all that and being just bizarre enough for an A24 film. Um, but God damn it, dude, this this thing, did it, it was just really quiet. It did not have enough action in it for me. I think it was uh, definitely overlong for what it was. Um, I understand. 20, 30 I do, minutes. Well, I do understand why he met the characters that he did and that was like part of his quest and part of his journey and um i did not have a problem with that i thought there was some great talent in this movie i think that uh uh how do you pronounce her name alisa Vic- vikander uh laura croft yeah we'll just yeah laura croft oh, was that this, her? you know okay. what this was the best acting that i've seen her in in anything I can remember, which was cool. Well, she was in uh, um, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Oh, which, was, which was awesome. Yeah, which was awesome. She's got some talent. Um, One of my favorite that, movies. See, and, they say, and they say we don't know horror. See that? We know our shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look at how fast call, he came up with that little stat. Is that horror or sci-fi, though? Ex hey, we'll, or hey, or we'll call it horror. Okay. Who gives a shit what it is? It's <laughs> awesome. Well, Edgerton kind of surprised me. I really liked his role. I thought he did a great job uh, portraying the Lord. I was uh, incredibly shocked. But I've got to tell you, and it's this is my old man, you know, coming out and talking, but not my Sir Sir, uh, Gawain and not my Knights of the Round Table. Um, 
They you. definitely had Easter eggs in there, and they had a lot of you know scenes from prior books, prior movies, and stuff like that. And of course, they were at a round table. But other than that, I mean, for fuck's sake, King Arthur and uh, the knights were all pretty much the same age. Um, because if you know anything about the history of Camelot and the story of King Arthur, which is a complete myth, um, as far as anyone knows, there's no evidence that a King Arthur actually existed in England. Really? But that's basically the UK's primary mythology right there. Um, but they were all pretty much the same age. And any one of them could have been the king. And they all tried to pull the sword from the stone. And I don't understand why he's going to be the Green Knight when he has to fight a Green Knight. That's actually a statue. Um, there was some great photography in the movie. I don't know if it was just my theater, but there were a couple of scenes, particularly early on, that were really, really dark. Did you guys catch that? You had trouble seeing what was going on on screen? Early on, yeah. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know why he chose to go that route. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I love that opening scene, like, right, where you showed the um, the animals in the yard there, and then the camera would pan around, and then God, everything so was long. fine. What's that? That took so long. It did take so long. I get what they were trying to do, but come on, yeah. man. Well, see, yeah. that could have taken ten minutes out of the movie right there. I just, I found it pretty boring i found it pretty long um i found it totally out of line with with what my interpretation of the king arthur mythos is and the the different knights and and the, the i think uh liam neeson was the best sir gawain ever in excalibur if you guys have seen that just mm -hmm. he he always was kind of like the um he was the knight that would go out there and stick his neck on the line and just do stupid shit and, you know, go out and have a lot of bravery, but not a lot of wisdom necessarily. And, and I, I kind of caught that in here. Um, most of what we probably want to talk about, we have to say for spoilers, because there's a lot of weird, unambiguous stuff in here. But um, a bit disappointed from what I was expecting, unfortunately. Hmm. All right. Well, that was surprising. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think? Visually amazing. Right. Uh, the cast, phenomenal. Yes. I didn't have a problem with not one person in here. But the runtime, this movie, for Lance, because I know you wanted this on the schedule, that first 20 minutes, I was like so mad at you because uh -oh. <laughs> I was repositioning my, you know, when you're you're in your movie chair and you're kind of bored and you kind of shift one side, try to because you know you're going to be in there for a long time. I started doing that. Uh -oh. But then once he got on his quest, I was kind of I was kind of digging it. But I will say one thing, not not the performance of Del Patel, but the character of Gawain. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking like him. He's a big ass he's pussy. A big there was ass nothing dude. redeeming I mean, about him. Yeah, but that's kind of what the story is. It's him. Him. Is you it? know. I, I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really know nothing. I, about I'm, the character. I'm split over that ending myself. I'm really I'm really split. Do it. Do I think I, it's because no, I, I uh, like the I like the ending. Yeah, but actually, if they if they would have went with what you thought was going to be the ending, I would have been fucking. Yeah. This movie would have been a fucking four on ten. Yeah, okay. Because there is nothing redeeming about this pussy. He he's the fucking <laughs> biggest no. coward in this entire movie. Yeah, I understand. That's his journey, man. That's his journey, and he starts out on a brothel. 
and he's telling her, "Oh, you're my true love, and I'm going to marry yeah. you." Or no, he don't, didn't. Never tells her that he never he never oh, professes right. love. Doesn't even say he loves there's her. There's nothing then. redeeming about him. Yeah. So why why is there why is there a movie about this character? Well, he was a big part of the Knights of the Round Table. I can tell you that, but I don't know why because he's what Sir King Dwayne. Arthur's cousin. And that yep. wasn't in the in in the original mythos, dude. None of them were related. He was just an he was someone that he knighted because he he was an incredibly brave, too brave, too headstrong. That was Sir Ga- Sir uh, Gawain's problem. He was too brave. This guy was the exact so, opposite. Right? So this was basically like a reimagining of the character. I guess so, because King no. Arthur was the same age. King Arthur in this one looked like he was fucking eighty years old and at death's door. I think that there was some kind of poem. I could be wrong. That this like that this thing kind of follows. Okay, I'm it sure is Sir Gawain as King Arthur's nephew. Right. I don't know if it, you know, gels with the rest of the King Arthur stuff or not. Huh. But I'm pretty sure this comes from somewhere. Okay. I just I don't know. I just I didn't connect with the character even when you he first interacts with King Arthur, he's just like, tell me a story so I know know about you. And he's like, oh, I have no stories. I was like, what the fuck are we... Did you made a movie about this guy? He has fucking nothing to tell. <laughs> See, because what I got uh, from that was that he wasn't a knight yet. He never was. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, he went... Well, nah. No spoilers. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll but I will say... They don't the, start out as knights. They have to be knighted by the king, Brian. Okay. Come on. Well, that's but what I'm saying. Will... King Arthur was super old. Sir Gawain was one of the knights of the round table, right? Unless it was like it's a, different... a it's a very liberal, very liberal retelling, and I don't yeah. like. It. I I wish we were closer to the real story, the the real the real mythos. I mean, ugh. we should have but... had one of the Brits sit in on this, Bobby. man. Uh, yeah, I will, but I, I will <laughs> double down. Brad, I, I... you're not British, are you? Not that I know of. <laughs> but I, I will double down. I I did enjoy the cast. I thought Alicia Vikander, she gave us two different performances here Great. without really getting into it. My new movie crush, Aaron Kellyman, you guys know her from The Falcon and Winter Soldier, the, oh, the cute one yes. with the red hair and the freckles. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. I love that she popped up in here. I didn't even know she was in here. She's but, an interesting person. I like her. Mm-hmm. And a Jamaican and Irish. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a cool that's mix. Here. Unless you piss her off, then it ain't such a cool mix. <laughs> uh, well, could be fun. But anyway, <laughs> it would be. That could Bill, be. And we could we could do a drinking game. Pick any two ethnicities, add a woman to the mix, <laughs> and decide how fucked up you're going to be when you marry her. Right? Philip, uh, what'd you think? I think I'm not going to start any arguments with that. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I pretty much agree with you. I uh, what he's a big ass pussy. (laughs) Yeah, he really is. He's he's not a knight, which gets said in this movie, in a scene that we'll go into in spoilers. Um, (laughs) he uh, like I, the story's there. He has like this, you know great 
Odysseus-like journey, you know, where he runs into all these really amazing-looking things. Mm-hmm. But nothing ever really happens. Happens, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the scene with the giants was amazing, especially right. when that one giant started singing and the rest joined. Yeah, because the well, and we'll we'll get into that. I can't, you know, I don't, well, I, I don't want I don't I, get too detailed, but I was glad I'd eaten a couple of edibles before that scene. See, that's <laughs> like I think that maybe I was a little too high for the other one, and not near high enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> As you were saying that you were gobbling up on a little more than popcorn is what you're trying to say, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was getting green for the Green Knight. <laughs> the, uh, uh, well, maybe that's why it's called the Green Knight. <laughs> I, but and and so it had these really cool surreal moments in it. And mm-hmm. again, you know, camera work is fucking fantastic. There's some really amazing stuff in here. But they sort of again they they go a little too a twenty four on it. <laughs> you know, like. They they went artsy, but like a little too hard. And some of those scenes that are really artsy and cool to watch um, are just eating up clock off of this movie. And by the end of it, I was like, all right, is this you didn't like the slow 360 rotations of the yeah. camera? I mean, it was cool, but uh, God damn it. That, that one visual <laughs> it took like awesome. six minutes. That one visual was awesome. Y'all, y'all know the one I'm talking about that I don't want to say till spoilers, but yeah. where he saw himself. Yeah. Were. Yes. Well, and that was the one, but it took like six minutes to spin the camera all the way around. I was like, God, can we fucking, uh, I get it. <laughs> can we move it along? Like right. by the end of this movie, I was like, is this going to be over soon? <laughs> I thought it was fucking yeah. old ass King Arthur spinning the camera around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One step and then the other. (laughs) I love gold. (laughs) Oh, that was Solomon King. (laughs) uh, I think think this would have actually benefited had they thrown more Easter eggs into it and made it more obvious that it was King Arthur and all that stuff because they didn't fucking mention it at all not none of, none of the other nights you know from from the fables like <sighs> i had no idea that they were at the round table until i started looking up videos on this movie well the table was round philip yeah <laughs> and there were fucking people sitting at it so was the table in my kitchen <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, yeah, it, it was a weird story. Um, I I think I like the ending. How they, well, I, I won't get into that too much. Uh, but I I I don't hate the ending. I don't hate where they landed it. And I'm right okay. with you, Brian. Had they gone the other way with it, I'd have been like, ah, fuck this movie. So take that take that for what it's worth. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, spoilers. I feel like this movie needed some Peter Dinklage in it, so you could have. It would have been awesome. The tiny green knight. <laughs> they should have just had him in the round, in the so-called round table. You guys keep on talking about with like no context. He, he, sitting there. he could have been like the tiny green knight, like the sapling. Yeah. He could have jumped over the table and 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 throttled uh, elf. <laughs> 
right, spoilers. Oh, we gotta do scores. Oh, scores. All right, scores. Lance. Oh man, I was hoping this was gonna be my nine on ten. That old was last week, Pedro. Uh oh, did we lose Pedro? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just doing all, Bob. All right, seven and a half. Seven and a half. I, I I liked it a lot more than I did in Visually Beautiful. I'll right. definitely watch it again. Definitely. Um, but I won't pay to go see it again. Right. <laughs> what uh, are you one of them stub card members? Yeah, I got AMC uh, A-list. So technically, it's quote-unquote free, but I still have to pay the 20 bucks every month. So <laughs> it comes out to about $6 a movie, usually. Maybe... Eh, maybe five. I usually That's probably good. see at least one one a week on average. And you get the free stuff when you rack up enough points. Oh yeah, all kinds of freebies, man. Free beer, uh, free popcorn, free this, free that. You got it. Beer. I got the yeah. I got the Regal Unlimited for twenty bucks. I can go to a movie every day for a month. That's a better wow. deal than AMC. Awesome. Yeah, uh, my free movies. My score. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, like I said, strong cast, great, great uh, visuals, but pacing and lack of action just kind of it. I, I really thought I was getting something else from the trailer that yes. I didn't get when I seen this movie. Yes, exactly what Brian just said. Seven for the exact same reasons. Hmm. All right. All right. Spoilers. It is. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. All right, let me jump in with how much of a fucking coward this guy is that his Uh mother has to set him up on a quest because he's such a loser. This is the only way that he'll be worth anything is that is that what happened or and did he I just still make that fucked up? it up not at all i mean in this movie yes but in the real story of sir gawain hell no he was no knight he fucking cried in this movie because he was getting <laughs> robbed well i mean we're all human you know well I mean, yeah trying to show the humanity i mean he just took down granted the the, the green knight let him take his head but, I mean, have a little fucking dignity. I mean, you're getting robbed by some kids, and you didn't really try to fight them off either. You gave up. And, and then you that, started... Did that kid... Was he even really there? Or is that, no. like, his alter ego or something? No, I kind of felt like... Show up? Are you in another room or something? Yeah, no, I'm over here taking a piss, so... Oh, thanks for telling <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought... The sandcastle somewhere in the... <laughs> Uh, I, I thought everything on his journey was happening was testing him to see if he'd even continue his journey. So I don't really think those people were really there. Well, yeah, he failed every single test that yeah. he tried. Every one of them, like and loyalty, he, honor, like chastity, like all the. Gosh, little... and I and I can't even. Sorry to cut you off, but he's no. such a fucking. Uh, like when he helped, uh, what's the name from the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Winifred? Mm-hmm. Right before he was, because she needed someone to go to the bottom of the lake to to find her head. And I and I looked it up. This was a based off of actual like her suitor chopped her head off because she's decided to be a nun. 
because I guess that's what you did back then. Holy shit. I'm sorry to stop. I While I was working today on the west end of Galveston in the middle of fucking nowhere, like beach houses, I'm doing some work on those. I swear to God, three like old school nuns dressed in straight up nun garb were just walking down the street. It was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know why they were there. I assume it's some kind of sign. I guess I need to get some Jesus. <laughs> but, but this guy is such a fucking loser. Right before he dives well, in to get get her head, he's like he asks her, What do I get in return? And then she some asks hands? him. <laughs> I would have gone for that. <laughs> would have made more sense. <laughs> I, I, I can't with this this character. He's the fucking he's like well, the, the worst character I've seen this year. But can I get can I can I get you guys to at least think about one possible thing toward the end? Okay. That I'm glad he got his head cut off at the end. Well, no, look at it this <laughs> way. Look at it this way. Look at well, off with your head was the final line of the movie. But yeah, I mean, he. I think he did eventually after he fucking stopped flinching <laughs> and running away. <clears throat> hey, but um, do do you guys think it's possible that him getting rid of that uh, that belt was like um, him oh, throwing the one he off? Jizzed all over. Yeah, yep. that he jizzed all over. Do y'all well, think we're that go might have been a? Do y'all think that might have been a metaphor for science over superstition? Where he said, well, this is just a good luck, quote unquote, charm. I'm going to throw this away. And now I'm a secular humanist. No, I can. I'm, I'm in charge of my own destiny at this point. Well, he, or am clearly, I reading he clearly never he clearly never believed in it because he was wearing it when he was going to get his head cut off. And he still fucking flinched and was afraid. True. Well, but I think in him taking it off in that last scene, we're kind of skipping ahead. But uh, that it. It was him finally, after failing all these tasks, it was him being honorable. He was keeping up his end of the bargain. And he's like, all right, if that means I die, that means I die. And so he took the, yeah. the, the jizz rag off, and <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, he had been be. carrying around with him for <clears throat> an excessive amount of time. There's got to be some something more to this than just what we saw. Pedro, you didn't see it yet. Well, huh? and that was that was what I was saying. That was that was the end of his of his story. Like he had to make okay. good on his deal. He had to hold up his end of the bargain, and that's why had he run away and not got his head cut off, I'd have been like, well, I, what's the fucking moral of that story? There's no yeah, and, consequences and, to your actions. And they showed how much of a fucking worse person he became. Yes. He went back, had a child with the woman that was in love with him, but because of who she was, took the child and then fucking just dropped some money down for her troubles and then became a horrible king. And I'm assuming he was overthrown. Yeah, well, he definitely was getting his city burned down, so that wasn't good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe that's why he was like, OK, well, if I continue living this life of. Right, right. Dishonesty and not living up to my end of the deal and not being nightly. This is where I end up. Well, there's uh there's your there's your uh redeeming story right there, the hero's journey. Well that's what you it is. Yeah. 
that it, it that did just... not redeem anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like any he, of us were huge fans. He he bravely took his jizz rag off and was ready to accept his fate. <laughs> That was a weird as it, scene. As it stuck to his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> well, how was the uh, how was the audience? How was the theaters? Was it packed? Was it two people? Was it just ah. you guys? Mine was packed. I had like oh, four wow. people. Well, I always go <laughs> I always go early in the day because I don't want I don't want a uh, you know a packed house. But it it, it was uh, there were more people there than normal for a five p.m. movie. I'll put it that way. Okay. Okay. I mean, so. this one had a lot of buzz to it. Somehow. Yeah. My crowd didn't react to anything but the, the <laughs> fucking when he jizzed on his fucking belt and, the <laughs> and fucking, they laughed. The lamb trailer. That's the only thing anybody reacted to. <laughs> right. <movie>. Same here. <laughs> and they were both the same reaction. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. You guys ready to wrap it up? Yeah, even though we didn't mention the giants, all the giants had titties and <laughs> you, you said they go into a dance number or something like that, or a Bollywood style, or what's going on? No. So <laughs> what? He, he wants to take the easy way out and has like ask asks the giants to throw him on his shoulder and carry him across the valley. Yeah. What happened with that? They just looked at him and just kept fucking going, huh? Well, and I don't I don't know if they were gonna <laughs> eat him like, or what. One of them one of them is reaching out to him, yeah. and his little fox buddy. Who yeah. actually is, is it, it? It's it's weird. It doesn't really have a lot of context in the story. <laughs> which but, he and sorry, which, which he ended so up bad. acting shitty to at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. fucking going. <laughs> but you the, the, the little fox brain? friend howls at the giants, and then the giants make the same sort of howling noise, Suck and the it scene. just echoes across the valley with all the giants walking across, which was actually a really cool scene. It just didn't necessarily make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely true. This was kind of a mess, wasn't it? I may have to lower my score. Seven and a half, I said. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. I mean, it's too much of a mess. Lance, it could be like you said, there could be something we're missing here that we just didn't. But it's gotten a lot of hype and a lot of praise, man. Like, yeah. uh, but it was just, you know, that like that camera scene that we were talking about where, okay, so he's, he's tied up on a tree and like the camera swings around and like at halfway, which takes three fucking minutes to get there. Yeah. He, it, it's, it shows him tied up and it's a skeleton and then it, Flings back around and shows him back where he is, and like that's, that's when where, he. That's that's where he could end up if he doesn't move his ass. Right. Out get out. Sort of the, of the same concept um, as the ending, I guess. And I love the fucking actor that played the kid, the the yeah. one from the, the Sacred Deer movie. That that yeah. kid's creepy <laughs> as fuck. He's in that uh that new Marvel movie that's coming out, The Eternals. Oh. That makes sense because he's probably going to be eternal. He's he's a good actor. Man. <laughs> he's a good little actor. Do you do you like him, Pedro? He's okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy that was Bob. He's uh, super creepy, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> he definitely has a future. <laughs> All right, y'all y'all ready to move on? Yeah, I can't talk oh, about sure. Gawain anymore. <laughs> yeah. Probably saying his name wrong. He's kind right. of he's kind of a douchebag, and it was slow. <laughs> there's there's your. There's your headliner. 
Gosh, he <laughs> fucking he took down the Green Knight and spent the next year sitting in a fucking brothel. He didn't take down nothing. the Green Knight. He, he didn't cut blow his jobs. head off when he let him. I know. He just that was stupid. This whole fucking story would have been prevented had he just listened to the Green Knight when he said something and then just like nicked his arm or something. Maybe, maybe this is like a metaphor for like the modern day lazy millennial. That's what it seems like. Oh, there oh, you go. <laughs> it might be. Actually, he, wa- he, he wants handouts from giants and he wants to take shortcuts and he's crying all the time. I mean, oh, you guys are you guys are painting a picture of nine and a half now. Pedro, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> you said it better than I would have. <laughs> Pedro, what else is going on with uh, all your podcasting endeavors, man? I said in the beginning, just like, like I said, we we came back. We had a recap, little show about what's going on with the wrestling business. Everything's yeah. going good. Let's enjoy the ride, and um, that's it. KLB, K Fabulous Lucha Brothers on iTunes, and that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me on again. It's always a great time to be here with you guys. K Fabulous, always a great time. Maybe maybe this year, if Delta stays in in check, we can hit another haunted house, right? Well, I was thinking about going to a Texas Frightmare, but I don't know about the lineup. I'm not very impressed with this lineup this year. I it like the lineup. I'm just worried that they're going to cancel it. But And uh, yeah. fucking Pat sent me a text earlier. He said, do you think it's going to go forward? Not if these people don't get vaccinated. It's not. Well, and even but that. I kind of think it's it might they might postpone because I don't even know if the, the guest list is even wow that many people. Because I know there were some cancellations, so. Yeah, because it's hard for me because I just wanted to go over there because it's kind of a big convention and it's growing every year. It's pretty yes. well known, right, in the horror industry. Oh, and of course, it, I would got to, I would have got to hang out with you guys. But I also have a lot of these conventions here locally, like we have like we have Monster Palooza here, which is a big deal, and they have better guests this year. We have ours in September coming up. So I was well. You guys, it's, it's also in September for Tex Frightmare. So I was thinking, you, I, I, yeah. I had already planned on going because I wanted to go there and then also catch me a Texas Rangers game while I'm over there. But I wasn't very impressed with the lineup, so I haven't booked anything. But I could always do it last minute. Well, but it, like you said, hopefully they don't cancel. The good, Should I go to a Rangers game with you? Good yeah. news, dude, is you've got my spot for the Airbnb because uh, the wife insisted we get our own private hotel room. Okay. Um, they're at the at the convention, so I've got an Airbnb room available. Um, Brian, you're you're booked. You're all paid for. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll all meet up there, guys. Well, fuck, the I guess I better right do something. Yeah, you better get your ass. In <laughs> no, you guys are only like four hours away, right? Maybe I'm a little 30, bit farther than that. No, no, no. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm oh, talking oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm right. also going to SummerSlam, which is a wrestling event. Ah, um, oh, lucky! In, in like two weeks in Vegas, so I'll be over there. That's about four hours away from me. Um, and we have all kinds of shows here as well, wrestling shows that are coming back. But like you guys said, it would be a bummer if uh, we got to go back on another lockdown because we're just getting the. I'm just getting back to the groove of going to all these events. I know. Social life again, going to the movie theater, concerts, and just to yep. have that taken away again, it'll be a big bummer. God damn you, COVID. Yeah, you damn yeah. Delta. I yeah, know, I'm looking shit. at the cast list. I don't really see a big name. I don't care. I just like to go. And oh, I, and Mal- Malcolm McDowell's confirmed. <laughs> hey, look at that. Well. Virginia Madsen. Maybe we can Viddy well, huh? 
<laughs> so you guys go for all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Yeah, usually. Okay. Yeah. Well, my wife has me on a vacation the week before we're going to uh, Nashville and then Memphis. Oh. So road tripping it, and we're going to hit Dallas on the way back. So we'll get there Saturday. We'll probably get there midday Saturday. Nice. So hope, Check out hope, some Elvis shit. Hopefully I'll meet up with you guys. So um, as always, we, we want to thank you guys for all listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Follow us everywhere. One day, Philip and I will have the website up. One day. One day. Um, did I read this correctly, Brian? We're doing another uh, commentary next week. Yep. Uh, for all you kids going back to school, uh, what are we doing? Billy Madison. Yes! Are you serious? <laughs> Fucking A, Billy Madison. No. And that ties in because it's uh, the creepy dude that's in all these Back movies now that was his enemy, right? School. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be the faculty, actually. Bob Rod's faculty, huh? That's a good movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a good nice movie. Don't sound all excited, Lance. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm ready for it, man. But, uh, oh, real man. quick Action Returns. Our next episode's uh, Nobody, Bob Odenkirk, Get Well Guy. He had a heart attack on the set of uh, Better Call Saul. Damn. Uh, THR presents Stream Fiends. Our next one is 1992 Sidekicks, starring Jonathan Brandis <gasps> and Chuck Norris. Dude, I was almost in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hear this. Chuck Norris came to uh, a karate class that I was in in Dallas. And uh, whatever that fucking movie came out, whatever year that was. And uh, he was he was casting for sidekicks. Oh, wow. Just like, like that. huh? What the fuck, man? Nah, I mean, I didn't make it, but, you know. <laughs> he, he, had to he hung him out in a fight. Mom for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You go up against Chuck Norris. You're probably not probably not going to win that one. Right. That's all right. I'd have got kicked in the face by Chuck Norris for a movie. All right, Pedro. Until the horror returns again. Good night. Oh.